Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. This is my dumb little show. Yes, it's stinking Monday. Phone lines are open. <laughs> if you want to give us a call and tell us how awful your Monday is going, uh, 210-599-5555. Give us a ring and let us know what you're thinking. Uh, you know, let me start off the bat with, with you know, the story that's in my frontal lobes here. There was a lot of talk over the weekend about cluster bombs and wow, they're 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 so bad. Cluster bombs are bad, you know. They they well, they explode in a freaking cluster. They're out in the uh, you know just a little bit above the ground, and then all that all that stuff tumbles to the uh, to, uh, to the uh, to the uh, ground and kills people and kills all kinds of uh, people who are not. I guess you'd call them collateral damage. Uh, sometimes they're. They land and they don't explode. People don't. We're, we're not big fans of cluster bombs on planet Earth. Apparently, as far as the international community, they've been outlawed by uh, most uh, civilized countries around the world. Uh, in fact, our own president, uh, I guess, what was it like 2018 or 2016? I don't remember exactly when, but he talked about how awful cluster barn cluster bombs are. Uh, and, uh, uh, there's, uh, been this, this debate over the past 48 hours because we're going to give a whole bunch of cluster bombs apparently to the Ukrainians. And when asked why we're going to give a whole bunch of cluster bombs, which in times past, our policy was cluster bombs bad. The reason we're going to give the Ukrainians a bunch of cluster bombs is, well, we're running out of all the other crap that we normally give them. I think the actual quote from the president was, well, listen, champ, we're running out of ammunition. Now, I I understand that the debate over the weekend was about cluster bombs. And, well, if we think they're so horrible and they're inherently a war crime, why are we cool with sending these to Ukraine, even to be used against the Russians? But for my dollar, the the real story here is uh, that we're, we're, I guess, running out of stuff uh, uh, as far as our military. We're just running out of stuff. We've got bare shelves at the Pentagon. <sighs> Say what? I mean, that, that's the story. And we talk about this stuff, uh, 210-599-5555. We talk about this stuff all the time on the air and have for a number of years now, both again on Warren Ryman on this program and on Trey's show, that our military is in a really bad place. As far as new recruits, uh, recruitment numbers, as far as our stuff, you know, our, our war chest and what we have and what we're running out of, which is a lot apparently. Uh, and also the fact that uh, our military leaders, Joint Chiefs, uh, uh, Pentagon, uh, the, the focus uh, now is, is not on learning how to better kill bad guys and protect American lives and interests around the world, but our focus now is being welcoming to trannies in the ranks because that's really the important issue of our day, yeah? Uh, I, I've heard a couple of things, uh, from folks, uh, you know, we've had, uh, I'm repeating myself, but we've had all kinds of military, both active and retired who have told all of us here at KTSA over the past, let's say two or three years that, you know, these guys spend the majority of their time, the majority, not just a significant amount of time, but the majority of their time training 
in these classes and seminars and workshops, learning how to not hate black people, you know, if you're a honky, uh, and how to be cool with uh, uh, trannies, uh, you know, I guess in the shower and stuff. And they say, I, I've had people tell me on the air, you know, that's, that's, I'm getting out. <laughs> I don't want to be in this military anymore, military anymore. Uh, and you, you combine that with uh, a couple of things. First off, yeah, apparently we're low on munitions. We're, our, our Navy, we've heard that our, our fleet is, is uh, dwindling. And a functioning Navy on a planet largely populated by water is uh, is a pretty important thing to have, as the British found out a long time ago, and the uh, Greeks and the Romans before them. Uh, and our, our Navy is sucking right now. Meanwhile, China is pumping out the ships. And they're probably not doing a lot of, uh, in Russia and China, they're probably not doing a whole lot of workshopping and role-playing with how to be better accepting of trannies, perhaps even black trannies. I don't know. No, they're, tra- they're training their people to kill people, like namely us. So not to depress the crap out of you on a Monday morning, but you combine all this stuff with the fact that we pretty much kicked open our front door uh, in regards to the, su- uh, the southern border, and thank you, Jesus, that... Uh, Greg Abbott is going forward with these new floating barriers and the netting that, you know, beneath it that keeps people at least as best as you can out of the country. But we're in a world of hurt right now. And I, I, I'm sure the people around Joe Biden and the folks in the, uh, the swamp critters populating the Pentagon weren't all that cool with Joe Biden just kind of shrugging it off. Well, you know, we're running out of stuff. So we all we got are cluster bombs. <laughs> We got lots of cluster bombs because we haven't been using them, you know, because they're bad. Uh, but we're going to send some, send the Ukrainians some cluster bombs because, well, hell, we're just running out of all that other stuff. You know, uh, so happy Monday in America, you know. I don't know what else to tell you. Are you, I mean, what are you, what, what are you, how do you respond to that? Does that bother you? Are you concerned about that? That apparently we're, quote, unquote, running out of ammunition? And how do you feel? How do you feel that bodes uh, for the future of this country in regards to national security? Here's Ron. Ron, how you doing? Okay, Sean, as good as can be for a right. <laughs> Once again, keep us in line. Rock on. And uh, what you said about the cluster bombs? Yeah, there's one quick item here, maybe two. The justification for the cluster bombs is going to be that, yeah, collateral damage is bad. Poor little children that, that stumble across these things are bad, but the idea is that there's going to be the more Russians we can take out or they can take out, uh, the less children. It'll be a comparison of two, three, four, five children on the cluster bomb end that inevitably make contact with these things, unfortunately, versus the the uh, the Russians that will attack these homes, these schools, mm. and apartments, and, and that take out. No. Ten times more. And that's that's a fact on the justification. And on the light side, Sean, just real quick, it was ingenious. You didn't even know it. This morning you said that you wanted to um, uh, give puberty blockers to kittens. I thought that was so amazing <laughs> because, you know, if we do that, just just kind of throw it out there. They would squirm. The left would squirm, sir. Because, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, they would, you know, they'd want to say, you can't do that to kittens. or puppies. You can do it to people. <laughs> children. I got to run. Thanks so, for the call, man. <laughs> 
Right. You well, betcha. Well, it's National Kitten Day, and I was saying I want to give my kittens puberty blockers so they stay kittens forever. And James, if you could keep Bex like a puppy forever, wouldn't you be cool with that? Um, I don't. She doesn't behave. I'm waiting for her to grow up. And oh, I got you. You want her to grow up <laughs> yes. a little quicker? Hurry up! <laughs> <laughs> she destroyed patio furniture and stuff. I saw. I saw that, dude. I saw. But the I post. see what you're saying. The cuteness of the kitties. I, I'm just. I, I am now more than ever. I've never had more than one kitten at one time. Because we have Tet, but we have four kittens that we picked up from Kinky uh, from up uh, at Echo Hill. So I've never had a group of kittens together at one time. They're hilarious. <laughs> They're just watching them just stalk and attack each other randomly. Is And then 30 minutes later, they're all curled up into a ball sleeping. It's uh, it's just so much fun, man. Yeah, they're like the best of bipolar, aren't they? They, they are. They hate each other and then they love each I other. I hate you. I love you. I hate you. I love you. I want to kill you. Let's go yeah. take a nap, you know. Right. So if I, yeah, I didn't mean if you're a liberal idiot and you're taking me seriously, which frankly, I don't take myself all that seriously. I don't know why you are. Uh, I don't actually want to give puberty blockers to kittens. I know that might upset you. Mm-hmm. Giving them to a, you know, eight year old is okay, but not kittens, man. <sighs> also, I know Don is having a great day uh, covering the exciting, exciting presidential visit with prince charles today which oh, is yeah. just riveting I, I just can't take my freaking eyes off it man it's been a thrill it the two of the most boring human beings on planet earth you know it took uh, prince chuck had to help him up the stairs they're all three steps yeah. after he got out of his vehicle going into buckingham you missed the fun this morning What's that? it was around 6 a.m where trey ware lost his dang mind <laughs> What happened? Well, we were in a we were in commercial break, right. and, and you know Biden is walking towards the guards at the palace, and, and Trey starts doing this bizarre play by play of the whole thing <laughs> about like what they were maybe talking about, yeah, or, or exactly. just the fact that yeah. Charles has to help him uh, get to where he needs to be. He was inserting his own captions, <laughs> which he really never does, you know. But uh, today was an exception. Because I'm sitting, and I wasn't really looking up to see right. what was going on. I was I was typing something, and I just hear Trey saying, "Yeah, where am I? <laughs> Who are these guys with the funny hats?" You're at Buckingham, out yeah. by Buckingham. Like, What's what the is, first step? What is he doing in there? They're two old guys, though. I wonder if when they're together, if they like start talking about their issues, going to the bathroom, or like old guy be. stuff. You know, I'm like, yeah. hey, not a joke. It takes me about a half hour after I eat an egg roll. Look at it. Oh, prunes, old boy. Dry prunes. I just try some prune juice. 45 seconds to get a steady stream going. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> hey, not a joke. Between the two of us, we got one prostate. <laughs> <laughs> I do love you, Americans. Anyway, so uh, if we have anything interesting happen with the presidential visit to Prince Charles, we'll be sure and go live to that yeah. and promptly put all of you to sleep. And, 210. And again, don't hold your breath. Because Charles is doing that enough for both of us right now. Doesn't want to accidentally break wind in front of the American yeah, right. president. Oh, it might be fun. <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah, you know, you'll pull my finger gag going back. Come on, not a joke, champ. <laughs> <laughs> and later on, Charles is kicking back with a snifter of, you know, 900-year-old brandy. And then he asked me to pull his bloody finger. <laughs> Have you ever heard the like? Fought a bloody wall with these people. <laughs> how did they He's win? He's making bloody <laughs> fart jokes and bucking them. That's how they beat us in the war. Where's <laughs> Harry? Anyway. 210 599 I'll take a break. 
San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Coming up at uh, 935, uh, I want to talk some pop culture stuff because we got some pop culture stuff that is really interesting going on right now. And uh, it involves two different movies, one of which I saw on Friday. And, uh, and we'll talk about that. i got some thoughts uh, coming up at 9.35. Also, before we go to Alex here, it was nine years ago today uh, that I officiated at uh, Don Morgan's wedding. He and his lovely wife, Georgia, down there at Town Hall, City Hall. And uh, I heard Trey talking earlier about, you know, guys with ordinations and stuff. The courthouse, mm-hmm. right. I was there, too. I did it the same. I did the same thing. You think yeah. I'd get that right? But I heard Trey talking about, you know, laws about officiating in Colorado and Texas and all that. I am legal, so you're still married, dude. So right. just if you were having any doubts okay. as to whether or not you, it's all legal, I, I, he's still married. You can't blame me, Don. Okay, it's you're married, all right? I married your ass, all right? It's legal. It's binding. So there you go. Um, but happy anniversary. Well, thank you. You guys have had quite the journey. Because what, what, how long ago did you and Georgia meet? 35 years ago. Yeah, we were kids. Kids. I, I had just turned 20. Right. Uh, I had turned 20 about two weeks earlier. She right. was 17, about to turn 18. Right. And, uh, we, we met and had a brief relationship and stayed friends for, for all those years and decided to take a shot. It's a great love story. Yeah. And uh, we, you know, we kind of got off track from hanging out after, you know, with COVID and all that stuff. But this right. year, let's let's do some crawdads together, all of us. Not right. you, yeah, you can watch. But yeah, I think crawdad season's over. It, it's over now, right. but I mean, when it comes back yeah. around, yeah. I'm always thinking of the next crawdad season. Oh, is that See what, what it I'm is? I'm always right. ahead of the game here. He's thinking ahead. So yeah, there's, we'll, uh, there's other foods we could get together to consume. We could, and we will. Let's yeah. let's do that. Let's go hang out. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Here's Alex. Alex, how are you? Happy Monday. Uh, Uh, Is there such a thing? Happy anniversary. Oh, oh, to Don Morgan, yes. Okay, so let's get to to a couple of points here. Follow the money. Okay, when we're talking about the the U.S.'s armaments being depleted, yeah, $200 billion to the Ukraine, $80 billion left in Afghanistan. Count up the money and then multiply by 10%, and you know why it's happening. Right, right. Plus, the military-industrial complex loves it because guess who we're going to kick in for some more money? Them. (laughs) And then we have, as a piece, that resistance, as they say in France. um, They talk funny there. Jean-Pierre. Miss Jean-Pierre is telling me that Joe Biden has restored the rule of law to the White House <laughs> while she's answering questions on who brought the coke into the White House. Now, how <laughs> right, right. On what planet has he restored anything to anything? You know what I mean? I heard who's the guy he was interviewed. He was interviewed by this guy on MSNB Puke or CNN or what I'm where I think it was Sunday where the guy's like, "You you've done such a great job, and most people believe you've done a you've done a great job with national security and the economy." And I'm like, "Oh, what freaking planet, man? Is this the multiverse? Yep. You know?" And, and here's the great part. <laughs> no, nobody. I don't care how incompetent or stupid you are, can be wrong a hundred percent of the time. Mm. So the only obvious answer is you, you're. 
you're doing exactly what you want. You want to be. You're, yes. You're destroying a country. Yes. yes. And and, and the Ukraine thing, the Ukraine thing makes even less sense than Vietnam. I mean, it really does. It, it, it really doesn't make any logical sense what we're doing in Ukraine at the sacrifice of our own ability to protect ourselves. But it does make sense. If it's something you want to happen because either you're making money off it, and a lot of people are, or you want to bring America to its knees, or both. Oh, so, well, all right. Huh? That's what it is. All right, man. You too, brother. Happy Monday, man. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll talk. Uh, we'll talk film. Serious people talk film. They don't talk about movies. So we're going to talk film when we get back at nine thirty five on News Talk five fifty KTSA. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Before I get to my film discussion, i got to tell you what just happened because it's so freaking funny. This will make you laugh on a Monday. I, you know, I I was in here and we're during the commercial break. And my wife's awake, so I was texting my wife. And sometimes I'll do this. I send her stupid pictures, you know, of me sitting here, you know. And and at the I'm sitting here during the break. And I'm taking a picture to send my wife to crack her up, you know. And I'm like, I'm acting like I'm going to tongue kiss her, right? I'm getting ready to, ready to tongue kiss her. I'm bugging out my eyes. And I'm, well, frankly, doing something with my nipples. And, uh, you know, it's for my wife. You know, I'm trying to crack her up on a Monday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As I take the picture, I look over here and I see our, our sales director, Morgan. Morgan. <laughs> No, no, it gets better, Don. Oh, and okay. our new sales guy. Yeah, yeah I just met him. Yes. <laughs> so Ramon's first. Yeah, image. Ramon. Welcome to the family. <laughs> this is this is Sean. He, he rubs like, himself. I play yeah. with my nipples, and I look over, and they're both staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny! Yeah, holy well, crap, that was funny. Well, I, I get a knock. I was just wrapping up the news, and right. I, I get a knock on the door, and uh, I open it, and there's Morgan standing there, and, and the new guy, right, uh, Ramon, and Alex, who's been here for a little bit. And I thought, well, what the hell? Ha- what the hell happened? <laughs> And I go over at you, and your face is eight shades of red. I'm laughing. And I'm like, what did he do now? <laughs> I'm not the one to I, fix this. What I, happened? I even stuck my head. I was like, hey, how you doing? I was taking dirty. <laughs> I was just taking dirty pictures for my wife, man. It's cool. <laughs> welcome to the company. Welcome to the welcome yeah. to KTSA. Glad to have you aboard, right. man. Go out and sell me. Anyway, yeah. so that was fun. Anyway, oh my Dude. god, <laughs> only you. George yes. Carlin used to point that out, that, like, you know, it, when you're at a party and it's really loud and chances are at the instant you're saying something nobody else can hear, like, the party goes really quiet. It's always how it happens. And then all of a sudden your voice is the only one that can be heard. Yeah. And I think Carlin's line was, yeah, and then I'm going to have my testicles laminated. <laughs> Just then. <laughs> There was sales kind of, manager it was that in. kind yeah. of a moment. Right. That, it was beautiful. It was art. The All woman right. who was responsible for bringing us money. Right. And you have. <laughs> I was just <laughs> taking a dirty yeah. picture for my wife. Tweaking your own nipples. I'm tweaking my own out. nipples when she's showing up. <laughs> What did she say? You know, all of our guys have their own way of prepping and focusing on the show. Apparently, Sean's way is to play with his own nipples. Hey, let's go down to news oh, and take a man. look at see yeah. who's there. Well, you know Don's going to be. Hopefully, there won't something. be any animal sacrifice. You know? <laughs>
Anyway, <laughs> what the hell was I going to talk about here? 210 You're about to get classy with film talk. Oh, we're going to discuss yeah. film for a second. In the meantime, Ramon's going home and telling his family, this is crazy. These people man. are crazy. <laughs> man was playing with his nipples. <laughs> these talk show guys are crazy. He sounds like your wife. He does, <laughs> oddly. Um, <laughs> So we uh, so anyway yeah I'll I'll break this up down to two different you know moments here because we got to take a break here in a few minutes but I you know I've been a Indiana Jones fan since I was I think fourteen or thirteen when the first one came out and Friday was one of those rare days when my wife and I had absolutely nothing to do. And I'm going to tell you this, uh, you know, I, I, you know, talking about my wife, but one of the hardest things to do, and I'm just being honest, is to get my wife to a movie theater, just her and I. In 10 years, we've seen now three movies, just her and I. Because normally the movies we want to go see, well, everybody wants to see. So we all go together. It's not, I'm not complaining about that. I'm just saying that's how we... But getting my wife, just her and I, to go to a movie is difficult. And I got her asked to a matinee on Sat on Friday. I said, come on, we're going right now. We're going. Let's go. And we went to see the Indiana Jones movie, which is not doing well. Uh, it's probably the first in the franchise that's seriously losing money. Even that Crystal Skull piece of crap did better. Uh, and it's and it's now been knocked off uh, top movie on planet Earth by the Caviezel flick. And we're going to talk about that. i got some thoughts on that coming up. And so I guess, you know, I went to see it. I had no expectations whatsoever. And you know what? I loved it. It was a lot of fun. Right. It ain't Macbeth. You can't think about the plot too hard. But really, did you think that hard about Raiders of the Lost Ark? Probably not. No. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was it was Indiana Jones as an 80-year-old guy, and he played his age. That's great because you know I, there were there was that fear that he'd come out you know wearing skinny jeans, or something, <laughs> right, or, or looking like yeah. a hippie. Or yeah, right. no, he was he played it. He played his age, and it was yeah. brilliant, awesome. And you know the young part where he's younger and it did the CGI. It was pretty good. It wasn't. I mean, again, it's an Indiana Jones flick. You're not. Yeah. It's ain't right. Kubrick. You know, you're you're sure. watching a, a movie that's going to be silly anyway. And it really was a lot of fun, you know. I mean, my wife had some issues about how long it took to get going uh, because at the beginning of the movie, he's kind of dispassionate. He's lost his fire and his belly for archaeology and adventures and all that. And that's so they took the, the time to explain why that happened. Yeah, okay. and, and, and the, the, they had to develop his relationship with his goddaughter. And I, I thought, but I, I still, I loved it. You know, uh, the first, I'm not spoiling anything, but the first scene you see him in playing his age He's just this crotchety old man in a pair of shorts and a white T-shirt. He's bitching at his neighbor for playing his music too loud. Hey, could you shut that down? You know, it was it was just it was a lot of fun. I, I'm sorry Excellent. it's not getting as much traction, but of of the movies in that franchise, which are now five, it, it's it's a good Indiana Jones flick. I mean, yeah. it's it's a lot of fun. There's nothing too heavy about it it'll probably be one of those films where it does well when it hits the streaming I services bet it does. you yeah. know because people will will be able to watch it at their own leisure right and, instead of having to go to the theater to see it and i, I bet um, it does you know a lot of people our age who grew up watching those films we just don't really head out to the movie theaters not as much you know? but not like as much as we used to so I, something like this comes along well we know in about three weeks or so it's going to be showing up on the streaming sure. services so sure so why bother right. but i for me it's like well you got to see an indie 
flick for the first time well, at the because theater. you've been doing it for 40-something years. <laughs> Did you have to mention that part? <laughs> I'm in the same boat. Holy <laughs> Jesus. Well, I mean, but I remember right. going to see the first one when I was but a teenager. Yeah, it was great. I remember, and I don't know how big a fan you were. I mean, some of the movies are hit and miss, but they're all fun movies. I mean, I remember exactly who I went to with every one of those movies and what was going on at the time in my life. Right. And if you, you know, and so, for, like, for my, another reason I didn't worry about the kids going because they didn't grow up with Indiana Jones. They, they hadn't even seen the movies. But for me, it was very nostalgic. In fact, there is a scene at the end, I won't spoil it, that I actually teared up over. <laughs> you know, it was just so, aw, that's sweet. You know, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, if, if you want to throw away some money on a matinee, it's not going to, you'll, you won't be displeased. It's a good popcorn film. Although my wife did point out, and I posted about this on Facebook, we, we sit down in the theater. There's only about a dozen other people there. Yeah. And she's like, they're all old like you. <laughs> and they're, they, uh, she was the youngest person in that audience. Well, yeah. They're all older, old farts like me. Yeah. Because my wife's getting ready to turn four, fifty, fifty, forty. So anyway, it was, uh, it was fun. Uh, right. it's, it's good if you're if you like those movies and you grew up with them you'll you'll like this one okay. and I'm telling you you'll like it a hell of a lot better than the last one which was you know fun but. Well, really you know, I'm glad I'm glad you liked it. I know we've talked in the past yeah. that you're a huge fan well, of, that, was, of that character yeah. and even of the franchise, although some of the films weren't as but good. But I'll, so. I'll, there's not a one of them I won't sit and watch if it comes up on right. TNT. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. They're fun movies. They're not meant to be heavy, so you'll like it. If you want to go see it, it's fun. It's, wor- it's worth seeing. It. it is worth seeing on a big screen. I'll, I'll give you that. 210-599-5555. Then we'll talk about the other movie. That's in the news. Uh, that's in the news all over the place. Coming up on News Talk Five Fifty KTSA. I think that they are smart. Knowledge. I learn things. They're entertaining, informative. Is power. We get some news. We get a lot of our news. That's where I get my news. News and information. Power up. That's where I get my news. On News Talk Five Fifty KTSA and FM One Hundred Seven One. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. The Patriarchy of the Lord's Prayer coming up at 10.05. This is according to the Archbishop in uh, in Jolly Old. Uh, That's coming up. 210-599-5555. Yeah, so I went to see the Indiana Jones flick on Saturday. That was a lot of fun. And Trey and I, Trey went to see uh, The Sound of Freedom, I think, the, the day before. The new Jim Caviezel movie uh, that is all about the child sex trafficking trade on, on you know, in, the, in largely here in America. And uh, uh, I, I, you know, as I said on Friday, I haven't seen it yet. I, 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 I will see it at some point. It's, you know, frankly, at this particular moment, I'm not. It's not something I'm, I'm really, frankly, looking to see. I, I know about the issue. We talk about it on the air a lot. We've talked with folks who are down there on the border and who know about this stuff. It's very dark, very, you know, it's incomprehensible. And I'm glad it's incomprehensible to me that I don't understand how anyone can do that to a child. And we're talking about stuff that you and I can't even really freaking imagine. And so while, yeah, I'm not really, frankly, burning to see it right now, I, I, I know a lot of people are. And apparently it's very good. And it's doing very, very well. Again, it knocked Indiana Jones out of, a, out of a, its box office position uh, 
and it's doing doing it's doing very well uh, around the earth. I mean, uh, not just here in this country. I I do believe it's an important movie. Uh, I believe people need to start talking about this issue and doing something about it in some significant way. But I I I, I picked up on some of the reviews of it. And I think the the Rolling Stone review came out on Friday, and I forced myself through all however many pages that piece of crap was, uh, and it's it's indicative indicative of how this film is being treated by the media and the film industry itself. They hate it. Shockingly, they hate it. Um, I read the Rolling Stone interview, and I'm not saying Rolling Stone has been relevant uh, in, in in any time. At any time we can remember at this point, but um, only I would say only about seven or eight percent of the entire damn article was actually about the movie. As far as reviewing it creatively, there was very little of that. But I think I counted like twelve different references to QAnon. MAGA, it was all about MAGA hat wearers and QAnon conspiracy theorists. And it, you know, and this, yeah, there's child sex trafficking, but it's not going on as much as these people want to believe. Sorry, what's the acceptable rate on child sex slavery? Is there an acceptable level that you liberal idiots over at uh, you sick people over at Rolling Stone? Do you have a like a like a like a gauge by which you determine that child sex trafficking is actually as bad as people say it is? And what's very, very strange to me is it's, it, you know, it's like, what, what, what do you, you know, you, you hate the topic, what the topic is being overplayed? How could anybody, you, you, you know, if it really was a crummy movie and they thought it was a crummy movie, I could see them say, hey, the movie's okay, but it's not as good as it's built up to be. And while well, child sex trafficking is a bad thing, we should do something about that. But they go on and on and on and on in this article and in most of the articles i've glanced over ah it's conspiracy stuff this is alex jones territory again this is this is what these QAnon people think it came off as very childish i i guess you'd say i'm a fairly conservative dude and i don't even know what the hell QAnon means at this point and i do this for a living and i don't know they can't shut up about QAnon. it's a QAnon movie it's like, hey, how do you feel about sex trafficking with uh, trafficking kids? Do you have any measurable opinion on that? And I'm not saying that movies change the world or that you have some kind of freaking moral obligation to see this movie, because I don't think that's true at all. What it's about, we all sort of have a moral obligation to do something about. I think all reasonable people of conscience would agree. Well, not if you're the movie reviewer at Rolling Stone. Bah. <laughs> Sex trafficking of kids, yeah, you mega hat wearing weirdos. So I don't, I don't know what's at play here. I don't know if it's we're in this moment where politics are just poisoned, and and you know people just hold their politics aloft over every other thing, or if they're all a bunch of pedophiles. I don't know, but the, it begs the question. Sean Rima, nine till eleven. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. And we're back five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. It's Monday. 
And uh, we'll open up, the phone, open up the phone lines here in a second. But I, 210-599-5555. But I have a couple of spiritual things, I guess, or churchy things to talk about here. First, we have a, I believe in Colorado, a couple who was married by an AI uh, uh, chatbot. Uh, chatbot was the efficient, and, and we'll talk about that. Uh, in a minute, also the Church of England, um, their governing body uh, via the Archbishop of York, uh, uh, Stephen Cottrell, uh, has brought up an issue, I guess, that's evaded all of us for you know nigh on 2,000 years, or a little over 2,000 years, and that's with the patriarchal nature of the Our Father. <laughs> Um, uh, Archbishop, uh, Cottrell, uh, believes that the usage of the term our father by Jesus during the Sermon on the Mount is quote problematic. Uh, let's see. I know the word father is problematic for those. I'm not going to do the funny British accent. Maybe later. Cause those people talk funny, don't they? I know the word father is problematic for those whose experience of earthly fathers has been destructive and abusive. And for all of us who have labored rather too much from an oppressively patriarchal grip on life. We remain stubbornly unreconciled, ever complacent about division, and often also appear all too ready to, to divide again. We have got used to disunity. And what the hell do you think you're doing? Quote, we think it's normal when, in fact, it is a disgrace and affront to Christ and all he came to give us. <laughs> so the Lord's Prayer, which, according to the book of Matthew, came our way via Jesus Christ, is actually an affront to Jesus to Jesus Christ, because that makes sense. Um, all right, well, let me think, tell you what I think. And my, my question to you is, does God have a gender? Does God have a gender, and is that important? Um, for me, first off, and I'm not trying to show off how stinking holy I am, but I, I, when I get in my car to go to work every morning, I do the same thing. And I have for years and years and years and years. I I say to myself sometimes out loud, the, what is called the Jesus prayer, which is a very short prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I say that a few times. Then I say the, our father, then I say the Lord's prayer. Uh, I take nourishment and I gain strength from the Lord's prayer. Uh, it's all right there. I mean, it's just a handful of lines. This is why it was such a brilliant prayer to be offered up for the rest of us that, you know, I am sorry for all the bad crap I've done. Uh, I forgive all the people who have done bad crap to me. We should stop doing bad crap to each other. And, uh, you know what? Uh, I just, I just, all I need for this day is what you think I need. I just need a little bread, need a little nourishment, a little food there, and I'm good. Thank you for everything. You know, I mean, it's it's a very simple prayer, and uh, you know, I, I I don't I don't care about the gen- I, I don't the, the obsession with gender right now. And if you're going to take it to the you know celestial level and say, well, some people have a crummy father here on Earth, so we can't call them we can't call God Father anymore. For me, the term is is not patriarchal. It's in a sense, uh, it's it's parental. It's parental for me. The way I view God, in my limited sense, is I believe we are all God's children. 
I believe everything in this, the universe, whatever it is, I think this is all the handiwork of God. And I, I view God's teachings and my relationship with God as a parental relationship. And uh, for me, I, I take sustenance and strength from that. In that my, my dad's watching out for me. The, the, the actual term father or dad or mother or mom, frankly, is irrelevant to me. And I know that pisses off some people, but I don't care at this stage of my life. I really don't. I think if you're examining and analyzing the the Lord's Prayer and you're getting snagged on on the usage, either either you know defending the usage of the word father or arguing against the usage of the word father, you are missing the entire point of the prayer. It's a supplication. It's it's an act of humility. It's an act of honesty, the Lord's Prayer. I'm screwed up, and I'm sorry for all the screwed up stuff I've done. Okay? I forgive. See, this is the pesky thing about Christianity. You know, we love this idea that people rot and fry in hell forever and ever. But really, one of the basic tenets of the teachings of of Christ is forgive your enemies. And it's there in the Lord's Prayer. It's there in the Our Father. Forgive those who trespass against me. I mean, that's 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 huge. You know why? Because it's real difficult to do. Just like most of the important parts about Christianity are real hard to do. They're really hard, man. They're not easy. It's not easy to honestly look in the mirror and evaluate yourself based upon your actual choices and thoughts, which is what you're called to do. Even harder than that is to find in your heart a a bit of compassion and forgiveness for the people that don't like you and treat you like crap or your enemies or whoever they may be or people that just do bad stuff to you. It's not easy, is it? It's difficult stuff. Okay? It's much easier to focus on whether God was a dude or not a dude or a he or a she or, you know, blah, blah, stinking blah, like that. Like somehow, magically, that's the point. And you know what? Maybe you think I'm being sacrilegious right now, but it's not. It's not the point. <laughs> it really, really isn't. And it sure as hell is not the point in regards to all this woke bullcrap, which is what this cardinal is trying to accomplish, to show everybody how progressive and woke he is. And you know what? <laughs> it signifies nothing. It's, it's a fart in a vacuum. It's meaningless. The active part of Christianity is the important part. How you treat people is the important part, not what we call God or gender references. Either way, I'm I'm not on anybody's side on this one. I'm really not. I couldn't care less whether or if God has a gender. It has nothing to do with it. It really, really doesn't. You want to talk about patriarchy, that's where a lot of patriarchy comes from uh, as far as the history of the Christian faith, and that women were uh, kept down, women were uh, considered second-class citizens, uh, women, their, their, their uh, chapter, if you will, in the history of the Christian faith in regards to people like Mary and Martha and their relationship with, with Christ were, were, were somewhat diminished. Mary Magdalene was not a prostitute. <laughs> so there's patriarchy. It's old patriarchy. It, it's meaningless now. It really is, again, in my opinion. Just like this 
guy trying to be woke and add a new level of patriarchy to it, which is kind of what he's trying to do in a weird way, is also equally meaningless. In my opinion, maybe I'm a heretic, maybe I got bad theology. Again, I don't care. For me, my interpretation is the most important part about Christianity is how you treat people and how you think of God in regards to someone you can actually talk to or not talk to, ask for strength or not ask for strength. I've asked God on a number of occasions for forgiveness and strength, and I pretty much got it every single time. One of the most consistent things in my life has been my relationship with God. Whether he's a he or a her, eh, <laughs> so I, I, I what, what's going to happen? And this is what happens every time uh, the archbishop or the, uh, the the folks who run the Church of England, uh, or even people within this own uh, our own country, whether they're the Episcopals and gay preachers and priests, or it's whether women should be able to preach or not, or whatever, back and forth, back and forth again. It, for me, it really has very little to do with the Christian life and what that's really supposed to be about, and what Jesus actually taught, which was an active faith, a humble faith, and uh, uh, not an easy life to live. Although I believe, and I'm not, I'm legion, you know, light years away from this, I believe if you do live the life that Jesus prescribed, your life will be a good one. It doesn't mean bad crap isn't going to happen to you, but you'll live a good life. And in fact, if we all lived the life that Jesus prescribed, we all would live a better life. That's it. That's as deep as it gets for me. Brother Billy Joe Shaver had it right. <laughs> you know, just do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That's it. Simple. It's, it's really that. It's not complex. It sure as hell ain't woke. So how does all this make you feel? 210 599 uh, 55, 55. We'll take a break and go right to the phones. Actually, let's do a call now. Let's go to uh, Bob. How you doing, Bob? Fine. How you doing, brother? Great, man. What are you thinking? Hey, uh, I know you and Trey were talking about the lack of munitions, but uh, there is something else we lack. The oil reserves, too. The what? We're we're oil absolutely reserves. not talking about this right now, and I got to be. A, I got so I don't have a lot of time, so I got to make sure I get people on the air who are talking about what I'm talking about. Lauren, how are you? Uh, good morning, Sean. I'm doing well. Thank you. What are you I'm thinking? Kind of. I was kind of going back to the uh, the movie, The Sound of Freedom, and only because a friend of mine made a comment early this morning who said those who defended cuties on Netflix are the ones that are against this movie now. So what does that tell you? Right. And that's pretty much all I wanted to say. Okay. But thank all you right. for taking my call. No problem. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take a break. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSa. The Sean Rima Show, San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. Hi. How are you? It's Monday. <laughs> Very obviously. The phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. We're talking about God and gender and the Archbishop uh, of the Church of England uh, wants to uh, says the term "our father" is pl- problematic. Not everybody had a good daddy, and so maybe we need to rethink the gender references in the Lord's Prayer. I, I think gender has absolutely nothing to do with it either way. 
I think it's all silly. What do you think? Here's uh, Alex. How you doing, Alex? Good, brother. Hey, what are you thinking? You're on point, man. You're on point. And I just want to say thank you for the past 10 minutes uh, and you sharing that perspective because it's on point, like I just said. But uh, I'm sure you listen to the group YouTube. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, a huge fan. Yeah. yeah. Was for many years. Yeah. Yeah, Me me too. Same with, um, I'm just saying, since childhood lyric. Uh, Are you tough enough to be kind? Do you Mm. know your heart has its own mind? From that, I think that was the Songs of Experience album. And uh, that's very relative to right now. I agree. Not, you know, I mean, so, uh, it, 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 it's, I think it's a very simple idea, which is, which is why it was so revolutionary when Jesus taught it. And it, it but it is not an easy way of life, you know, to, to, to be sure. that honest about yourself and to to right. treat people in a certain treat everyone with a sense of love is is not an easy thing, right? It's so much easier to hate people or to you know think well you're stupid or fat or you know I'm not I'm glad I'm not yeah, you yeah, or yeah. you know it, it's yeah. it's and it's much easier to focus on some of this other stuff within the faith than do the what I call the hard work of it, which is how you live your life. Yes, sir. So, all and, right, man. Uh, you know, we- What's We've that? been given the tools. We've been given the tools. And uh yeah. and last thing too, man, if in, in all due respect, if you're fifty, that's half a dollar. You're getting there. You're gathering what you need. What's that? So I said if 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 you're in the ages of fifty, that's half a dollar. So you're getting what you need. You're gonna complete it and you're gonna gather the wisdom you need to go on forward, brother. Well, I Take hope care. so. I think yeah, I hope so. I appreciate the call, Alex. Thank you. I, I feel pretty good now at the age of the age I'm at. I'm feeling I, I tell you what, you couldn't if you if you pulled out the dial of destiny and said you can go back to being 19 years of age again, Sean, I'd be like, oh, hell no. <laughs> I'm thankful I survived that crap, man. Here's David. David, how you doing? How you doing, Sean? Pretty good. Yeah, we're freaking out here. Are they trying to uh, transition the Holy Trinity to Mother, Daughter, and Holy Ghost? I don't know. It, I think it's all silly. You have a great week. Happy right. anniversary, Luke. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's just this gender stuff. Aren't we all just getting to the saturation point here with this? Yeah, you, you know what? Don't worry about whether or not people are being patriarchal by saying our father. Just be glad they're saying it. Fewer and fewer people are even taking up this life. Fewer and fewer people are even getting involved with Christianity or even see it as relevant. Do you know what young people are all about these days? I was reading this. Bed rotting. You know what bed rotting is? <laughs> bed rotting is a Gen-, a Gen Z thing where they just stay in bed. And they don't get out of bed. They got their little TV there, their computer, and their snacks, and their hot pockets. And they just lie in bed all day long, okay? And you're worried about, you know, patriarchal references in the Lord's Prayer? Really? They're not even getting out of freaking bed at this point, man. I got nothing against lying in bed all day. I did it yesterday. I'm just saying. You know, we got we got bigger issues with the Christian faith uh, other than freaking gender references, okay? I am gendered out, man. I just don't care anymore. I am so done with this crap. And don't you and now and, and again, this guy is he's really I, I'm I, what, the, the other thing I'm sick of beyond the gender thing 
It's just a virtue signaling by people in regards to the gender thing. You know what I mean? Ooh, look how progressive we are in jolly old England, man. We, we, we're discussing the patriarchal nature of the Our Father. Oh, boy. <laughs> That'll make things better. That'll make it a better world for everybody. I just get sick of it. The, the, I, I think, again, the, the, the gender thing right now, is is it's an ego trip for most of the people involved or most of the people who are the most vocal about it, right? And these are all the people with their freaking rainbows around their profile picture, you know? And gender's a construct, and it's patriarchal, and evil dudes put this crap on everybody else. Well, I tell you what, dudes in dresses are beating the crap out of women on a daily basis in this in this world if they look cross-eyed at a tranny. You know, we, we you know we, we need to get it together with this stuff. Uh, and again, somebody mentioned the the cry of the sound of freedom movie. I, I think the reaction to the sound of freedom is, is every bit as telling as I suspect the movie itself is. Make sure you're watching. Who seems to have the biggest problem with this movie? And my brother Trey pointed this out on Where and Rhyme, and I think he's exactly right. Who are they? They're celebrities, people within the film and television industry. They're media types, and they're politicians. I think the idea of having a conversation about child sex trafficking is somehow a QAnon thing. Uh, you know why is that? Why are they having such a reaction to it? Why do people have such a reaction to a parent's objection to the idea that their kid's going to? engage in life-altering medical treatment and they have no say in the matter and i'm oppressing trannies if i want to you know be involved in my kids medical decisions seriously and we're worried about the word father 210-599-5555 it's sean we'll take a little break smart speakers and us make smart listeners most of the time. Tell your smart speaker to play KTSA. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean, 1039. We'll talk about Sir Elton John coming up in a few minutes. He took his bows over the weekend in Stockholm. But uh, one topic that's kind of fallen off the radar, unfortunately, is our open border. Uh, it, uh, technically, or I guess statistically, the numbers are down as far as people trying to get here illegally. We only had 200,000 people in May, <laughs> you know, go hopping and skipping across the border, a mere 200 K, but that Greg Abbott, man, he is just heartless. He just really hates the brown skins, doesn't he? And uh, he's going uh, ahead. Since we can't get any help from the federal government to protect our border, which is one of their primary responsibilities, uh, Greg Abbott is rolling out these uh, these new bar- these marine barriers, as they're called. I don't know if you've seen any of the video on this. You can actually go to Governor Abbott's Twitter uh, account and uh, see a video video of these things. In fact, the big post from over the weekend, this came out on Friday, new marine barrier installations on the Rio Grande begins today. Texas DPS is overseeing the project in Eagle Pass. More to come. 
And this is ingenious. These are floating barriers. It's a they're they're a spinning buoy, a large spinning buoy, uh, connected by some kind of a line. And uh, obviously, if you're trying to get across the river, and you're trying to get across this barrier, you're going to have a real difficult time of it because you you can't get a foothold. Obviously, the th- the damn things spin. <laughs> And moreover, to prevent people from swimming underneath them, which I would not recommend, they've got about a thousand feet of netting. Uh, and of course, the left are uh, going crazy over this. It's cruel. It's, I'm sure, racist. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got a guy from the ACLU talking to CNN. He's a lawyer of some regard. The floating balls will not address the real and important reasons people are coming to the United States. David Donati is his name. The boys are a blight on Texas's moral conscience. Oh, sit down and shut up, man. It's a blight on our moral conscience. Is it a blight on your conscience, sir, or the the Biden administration's conscience in any way, shape, or form? The large and va- uh, vast numbers of people who are dying as a result of an open border? We talked about the Caviezel movie. All the kids that are being brought across that border and sold into slavery, sold into sex trafficking. Is, is it a blight on anybody's conscience, the amount of people who have died as a result a result of fentanyl now we're hearing robert de niro's adopted grandson 19 years of age probably died more than likely because of fentanyl because of a a drug he took laced with fentanyl is that a blight on anybody's moral conscience is there anything that has happened over the past few years since joe biden took office and opened our border that is a blight on his conscience but because texas is determined to do something about it because we have entire towns being destroyed uh, and econ- local economies being destroyed, not to mention the crap and violence and just raw amounts of people that are showing up. Somebody's got to do something. And, 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 and these are the, of course, these are the very same people that said Greg Abbott was heartless for sending migrants to sanctuary cities. Uh, I think the barriers are great. You know, if you don't want to drown in the Rio Grande trying to get around a marine barrier, guess what? Don't try to cross the Rio Grande. Maybe that's how you do it. Maybe that's how you avoid all the horrible things that could happen by trying to get, get across that river. Got to do something. I don't know what the they, – we, we, Greg Abbott has also resumed construction of a border wall, at least through uh, Texas. A blight on the moral conscience of te- it's a blight on us all. What is happening along the border, and nobody is being held accountable. Nobody. Uh, it's sick. Two one zero. So good for uh, Governor Abbott on this one. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. If you have any uh, thoughts on that, border is one of those things we're not hearing much about. You're not going to hear much about this bag of coke either in a couple of days. Uh, we're, we're, James Comer, our boy out of Kentucky is, uh, demanding an investigation. He wants the secret service to testify under oath before Congress about how this bag of Coke found its way into the West wing. 
Uh, we were predicting, Trey and I were predicting on Friday that, you know, something's going to happen over the weekend that'll take our eye off the cocaine ball, the eight ball, so to speak. Uh, and they're going to offer somebody up as a, as a sacrifice to take the fall for this. Neither happened, although I do believe the, the cluster bomb thing is kind of the shiny object we're all supposed to be focusing on right now. Uh, but you know what? In a week, the cocaine thing's going to all, it's going to be over. And nobody will be talking about it, let alone anybody uh, in any kind of official regard. Maybe they'll have some hearings. Maybe some folks will testify from the Secret Service. And not to be a bummer, but what's going to happen? Nothing. You know why? Because Congress is too populated by swamp critters on, on the right and the left. Okay, these are people who more than likely were aware of the fact that the Biden clan uh, was shaking down other countries and energy companies out of China for millions of dollars and laundering it through, uh, allegedly, uh, you know, over two dozen uh, LLCs. They're fine with that. They had to know about it. Some of them had to know about it. Maybe some of them were getting some money themselves. What the hell are they going to worry about a bag of Coke? Is the bag of Coke bad? Yes, that's very bad that you got Coke. You got Hunter dropping his Camp David stash uh, in the West Wing of the Oval Office. Do I believe in any serious manner that anything's going to happen? No. Dre brought up a good point. Their reaction tells you everything you need to know. It is a grotesque security breach uh of the of the white house to have found a white powder uh in a quote-unquote heavily traveled part of the white house if joe biden and they didn't know who the hell's coke it was they'd be a little bit more alarmed than they are right now here's mary mary how you doing i'm doing well how are you not too bad what are you thinking i'm thinking god bless our children in america we pray and hope for the best for all of them. That's why we got to go support that movie, The Sound of Freedom. It says it all. Did you see it? Yes, I sure did. And wow. uh, there was not one dry tear in, in, in the audience there. Right, right. You know, but, and I, uh, it, it, it's a shameful reality that we need to start embracing and doing something about. I mean, I, the numbers I keep hearing are, you know, tens of thousands of kids every year just yes. go away, and God knows what happens to them. Yes. Thank you so much, though, for bringing this up. Well, you know, thanks to uh, Angel Productions and Caviezel for, for finally getting this out there. They've been faced with all kinds of obstacles within the Hollywood establishment since I think about 2018 when they produced the movie. So I, I'm glad it's out there. I'm glad it's having an impact. And Mary, thank you so much. I got to run. Have a great Monday. Thank you. Thank Ro- you. Rock on. In the morning time makes me think about different things going on in the world. Just what you need to start your day. I listen every morning from the time I get up. I get up early, early in the morning. Get your day going. A little help from your friends. Five fifty KTSA and FM one oh seven one. Yeah. Two song five fifty KTSA FM one oh seven one. Ah, James, could it be more of a Monday? First I'm in here and I'm I'm you know, I'm I'm taking a dirty picture to send to my wife right when uh, Morgan, our, our sales director, is uh, walking a new sales uh person through the studio there. 
first time meeting the new coworker. And there I am playing with my nipples, and then uh, you know I left my mic up and burped into the microphone there during some commercials a few <laughs> minutes ago. I'm gassy, okay? I'm 55, man. I got a bad colon. I'm gassy. I'm with you, brother. This has just been a hard Monday. That you... Oh, it's not hard. It's fine. But you're right. It's just been very monday-esque yeah that, that <laughs> usa canada soccer match went oh, long so what i didn't want so this you we were won up last last oh you were up late last night watching this right that's why i'm tired yeah it went into extra time and then it went into penalty kicks and all of a sudden i was like oh i gotta go to bed, I gotta go to bed. <laughs> how late were you up till like 10 30 oh man I but mean, we won so yeah that's good right so we we're in the semifinals, and uh we uh i can't remember we we're taking on one of those South American, Guatemala, I don't remember. <laughs> One of those third world countries or whatever the hell. Yeah. So you, did you make any Did you place any money on it? Or no, no, I'm still on restriction until the Women's World Cup starts, and then I can gamble again. <laughs> then you can gamble again, man. Yes, yes, yes. yes. But no, it, it's just definitely a Monday, so I'll be happy for tomorrow. <laughs> very Monday-esque, really. Very Monday-like this Monday. And, but, you know, one of the cooler stories over the weekend was Elton John took his bowels in Stockholm. He's not going to be touring anymore. He'll probably still do some gigs here and there, but he's not touring. And I, I am so thankful that I, I, I got to go to, we got to go to the Elton John concert here in San Antonio, his last concert ever in Texas. And, you know, one I think you would agree, having done some time in showbiz, too, that one of the great, you really got to know when and how to take your bowels. You know what I mean? Yeah. This guy's put in 50. I mean, some people cling to stuff long. You know, this guy's been doing it for 50 years. He has nothing to prove to anybody by anybody's estimation. No. And he's like, I want to spend time with my kid. I want to spend time with my husband. I want to spend time with my family. But just like any married couple, there will come a time where Elton's going to go, you know what, I'm just going to go do a show. I think I'm going to go do a couple of no, gigs, you, love. You stay with the kids. i got to get out of the bloody house. Yeah. You know, give it a year. <laughs> he'll be playing Arby's, you know, wherever he can. He'll be playing Red Rocks, wherever he can end up, man. But but he did it. I, I think he did it very well. I mean, the, the Don Morgan was there. And he said, the, I mean, he, it, we, it was like a spiritual thing almost oh, I mean, yeah. watching him uh say goodbye and walk on down the yellow brick road at the very end my friends are always like why do you cry at concerts and i'm like because you don't know when you're gonna get to see this and yes. i never i hadn't seen him in 18 20 years right. something like that that was that was a cool cool moment yeah it, it was it was very cool and and he ended it when we saw it i imagine he still does with your song which was kind of the first hit that really kind of broke him out yes uh, starts with there's no opening act. Starts with uh, Benny and the Jets. You yeah. sitting there in the dark, and all of a sudden you hear those opening chords and pounding on the piano. And then comes the lights out, come up. Comes out swinging with one of his biggest hits. It was a really great show. I mean, it he was. did all of the great songs. Yeah. Did you guys feel while this was going on like you were your entire life was happening right there in front of you? Yes. You know because we you know the first album came out in like seventy seventy one, so we were just you know infants basically at that point and it's all his music's always been there every so. chapter of your life yeah. has an elton john song attached to at least for right. me i think for most people same here you know you don't we don't i don't remember a time when there wasn't an elton john i mean yeah i can remember watching tommy on tv saying look at that guy with the big shoes <laughs> yeah right you know and uh uh so i i think he's he's done it in a very classy way and uh for i think very good reasons yeah and he's 
got nothing to prove to nobody, man. I mean, well, he's Elton Stinking John. That's the thing. You, you, everybody knows who he is. Yeah. You know, that's that's the you know the the credit to his longevity and his art. Yeah. And how old is he now? I'm trying to think of what he's got to be in his late seventies, mid seventies, seventies. And he might have been one of the first uh, artists that. A lot of people are like, oh, he's gay, but it doesn't matter. Right. No, doesn't Who cares, matter man? I mean, he's... he's... Well, and Todd and I have talked about that. You and I grew up in a world where Elton John was considered heavy rock. I mean, he, you know, I mean, he did the pop songs, but... Right. Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. I mean, he when, when we saw him here in town, he did the entire version of Funeral for a Friend, which yeah. is... Eight minutes long. Eight minutes long, and some of the best rock and roll you'll ever hear. Right, you know, yeah. uh, uh, you know, it really wasn't. I didn't start to think of him as "quote unquote" light rock until the early '90s, late yeah. '80s, early '90s. Right. See, I never categorized them either. Either way, right. to me, it was just oh, there's Elton John with some more great songs. Yeah, you know, it didn't really matter. It's true. I had cousins and uncles. Saturday, Saturday, <laughs> Saturday, Saturday. It's all right for fighting. <laughs> it's true. I'll ball some crocodile rock, man. Na 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 na. I love the Elton Juan. <laughs> That's a good one, Elton. But Juan. you know what? Also, and people forget this. Okay, and this is right. Toot the whole poetry horn here thing. Mm-hmm. All those great songs are written by a poet. Yep. That's you true. know, they had an amazing partnership. Sure did. Uh, and, uh, you know, just uh, well done, Elton, and have yeah. a great rest of your life, oh, man. Oh, yeah, enjoy your time with family. Yeah, on, just, man. you know, enjoy the hell out of it, man. You know, we you know can... he will. You know? I hope so. Yeah. We should all be so lucky. That's true. <laughs> to be able to wrap things up in such a way. So uh, great, great uh, concert. Glad I got to go to it. Speaking of wrapping up. Yes. Thank you, James. Also, Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan. I'm a good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.